Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy, is on the air, in person, to get you to eat Wheaties. Fellows, girls, hang on for thrills, excitement, adventure. Today, Wheaties bring you a story of champions in action. Cheers. Cheers for champions. As a huge crowd of American baseball fans roar a welcome to Max Carey and Leslie Mann and 18 boys of the Wheaties All-American Amateur Baseball Champions team. And now, hang on for the big thrill I promised you. Here's Max Carey himself in person right in the studio with us today to tell us about the trip to Japan that won the Amateur Baseball Championship of the world. Fellows and girls, I am proud to present Max Carey of the Amateur Baseball Congress. Hello, everybody. I'm mighty glad to be here to talk to all my friends again. And I'm mighty glad to be able to tell you that the great Wheaties, all-American amateur baseball team, which you fellows and girls of the Jack Armstrong audience helped to select, has won the amateur baseball championship of the world. First thing I want to do to tell you something about our trip to Japan and the grand reception we received. We were met at Yokohama by the university league officials who put us aboard the electric car for Tokyo. At Tokyo, we were escorted to the emperor's home. Then on into Emperor Miji's shrine, where we joined a mile-long procession of seemingly millions of Japanese who came from all parts of Japan to pay their respects to the emperor on his birthday. Then we went to the Imperial Hotel, which was to be our headquarters for our stay in Japan. Uh, we lost the first two games we played because it seemed like the boys hadn't regained their land legs after their sea boys. Uh, following that, we played against the Yokohama Commercial College, which team we defeated handily with a score of nine to nothing. Brigatti, a pitcher from New York, had shut out ball. The boys were now rapidly regaining their condition, and the following day we played Waseda University the largest university in Tokyo, with an enrollment of 15,000 students and the champions of the University League of this year. Now, Fred Herringer of Stanford University fixed the game for us and shut them out by a score of 7 to nothing. The next game we played was against uh, Jose University, and we lost this one by a score of 5 to 4. The boys out-hit the Japanese, but were very unfortunate in not scoring runs. Uh, the next game was played against the Tokyo Railways team, who had just defeated the Tokyo Giants, the professional champions of Japan, in a two-game series. The All-Americans won this game by a score of 6-4, to four, at one time leading by a score of 6 to nothing. With the bases full in the ninth inning, our first baseman, Ted Wickman, pulled the old hidden ball trick on him to make the last out of the game. Uh, the following day, we defeated Kyo University by a score of 5-4. to four. And five days later... We played the Tokyo City Champions, composed of former university star players. The Wheaties All-Americans defeated this club by a score of six to nothing. Fred Harringer again pitched fine shutout ball. Uh, Tyrus Wagner, by the way, hit a homer with two men on in this game. Then, having won the Amateur Baseball Championship of the World, we boarded the good old Caillou Maru at Yokohama, and we started back for the USA. Thanks a lot, Max Carey. You were swell. And now, Jack Armstrong, the All-American boy. Yesterday, after the Pelican caught fire, Jack offered to take a line across the packed ice floes so that Captain Hens and his men might be rescued with a breeches boy. Here we are on deck. Jack has just started across. Listen. Get off! Well, I'm in with that one. 
it, Rod. Go easy. Yes, there's lots of time, Jack. Oh, get there. Just keep paying off the line. Hang out if you need help. I'll come after you. We'll be watching you all the way, Jack. We can see you playing against the fire on the Pelican. If you get into trouble, we won't leave you out there. Okay. Don't come unless I call. On. Better not shout to him anymore. Let him give all his attention to what he's doing. You need to be on the alert every step of the way. I, and I hate to see him go when I can't help him. Seems to me he's going too fast. That's all right. He's getting along squad. The shot. First night blow is pretty solid. There'll be others far more treacherous. And the worst of it is there'll be places where we can't see him. Those big hummocks will hide him more and more as he goes along. Oh, they will. And just when we're most anxious to see him. I believe he'll pick his way so he'll keep inside as much as he can. I hope he doesn't try. He ought to pick the best way and forget everything else. Aye, and we've still got the line to keep track of him by. If he stops pulling it out, we'll know something's happened. Aren't you playing it out a bit too fast, Captain? It's calling up down the road on the ice. I wanted to. I aim to give him plenty of clock so as to put as little drag on him as possible. Well, only it doesn't get tangled up in those big rocks. I don't see how it can, unless it's caught in a crack or something. The ice is so smooth it ought to slide easy all the way. How Betty hardly feels it. He'll feel it before he's through. He'll be pulling quite a weight of it by the time he's clear across. Aye, but it can't be helped. Yes, maybe we should have used the lighter one. This one's as light as we dared use, Betty. It has to be strong enough to pull two heavy ropes across when we get it there. Tackle, too, if the men on the pelican need it. There'll be no time for pulling it back and forth. They'll have their own tackle. No ship would be without it. They have a fire on board, Captain. We can't tell what's been destroyed. Gee, it sure is blazing up now. The worst of it seems to be in the back in the sky of the ship, though. Here's the glasses, Norfolk. See what's up on board. Yes, Captain, I, I've forgotten them. I was so busy watching Jack. He's still getting along swell. Yes, but he's going behind the first big hummock now. Well, we'll see him again when he gets a little beyond it. You watch the pelican, Norfolk. Keep the glasses on her and tell us what the men are doing. You ought to see him playing the way the blaze is now. We'll keep track of Jack. Very well. But if you'd prefer to use the glasses yourself, Captain. I've got my job here paying out the rope. Caught. Jack's out of sight now. He's still going along at the same rate, though. You can tell by the way the rope slides out. Maybe the men in the pelican can see him. They ought to be now if they've had their own glasses on us. But it's not as bright over here as it is there. They won't be able to see so well. What can you make out, Northrop? Do they seem to be watching him? No, I don't believe they've noticed him yet. They're still fighting the fire as best they can. Then they don't know what they're trying to do. Is the fire much worse? Yes, and it'll probably spread faster from now on. Some of the men are gathered way up in the bow. It must be getting plenty warm over there. There's one man up on the bridge. That'll be Hans himself, Betty. Yeah. He's starting to wave his arms and shout. Some of the men are running to the rail. They're looking this way and pointing. They've seen Jack at last. Hands must have spotted him. Good. It's about time. Now watch close, Norfolk. Hans will know what we're doing. You can soon tell whether they've got tackle or not. He's shouting some kind of orders. The men are running from the bow. They're going to do something, all right. They'll save a lot of time if they can get ready. Aye, and they'll know it. They've got tackle, all right. They're running to the forward mast to rig it up. Hands are helping. Oh, look, they're sending up another red rocket. What can that mean? It's most likely to let us know that they've seen Jack. Or else it's to tell us that the fire's almost too hot for them. I hope it doesn't make Jack feel he has to go faster. I wish we could see him again. He's not going as fast as he was at the start. The rope's staying out slower. I feel sure he'll keep his head and be careful about it all the way. Yep, he won't forget what's at stake. Yes, but what if those men have to leave the ship before he gets to them? They don't aim do, or they wouldn't be working at the tackle. They're getting it up. I can see it clearly now. I hope Hans doesn't forget. I see. Oh, racer car. The rope stopped. Jack must be stuck. It just first the men stopped. Aye, six or eight feet just forward all of a sudden. It's not moving now. Oh, what could have happened? He said he slipped and fell. That wouldn't cause the much rope to jerk forward. No, he put it on it for some reason. It may have been to tell us he was in trouble. I'd better start after him. Captain. Not yet, Lily. He said he'd yell if he needed help. Yes, and we could hear him if he did. He's not more than 50 or 60 yards out. We can only see him. Bring your glasses on the line with that hummock he went behind, Northrop. See if you can make out anything at all. I can't, Captain. Not a thing. The rope winds around behind it and... But wait. It seems to be moving there. Yes, it is. It just some more. Yep, it did. Three or four more feet shot out. And there's Jack. 
He's moving over into full view. He is. I can see him now. How can I? Sure enough. He's looking back and waving. He moved out on purpose so we could catch sight of him. Well, what could even matter? Has he reached the place he can't get past? Oh! I see. He shows him something. That means I've got to go. Wait. But it's... Quiet, Billy. Listen to us, all of you. He's got to make a jump. Aye, great stuff. That must mean he's reached the stretch of open water. Oh, oh. Yup, that's it. He's stepping back for a short run before he takes off. But he'll slip. He's almost hit oh, on that ice. And the rest will hold him back. Not a great deal. He took care of that by jerking it forward. He wanted to track at his feet so he wouldn't feel the pull of the whole length of it while he was jumping. Aye, he's keeping his wits about him. Oh, he's getting ready to run. Can you see the open water in the strip? Yes, the thin black strip. Oh. I can't tell how wide it is from this angle, though. At a rough guess, I'd say it's eight or ten feet, possibly more. How can he make it from a slippery takeoff? I've got his ticket spot with his rough ice at the end. But even so. Here he goes. Oh, he didn't. He made a clean jump. But I say. Oh, oh, he went down. I can't see him. Gosh, he fell, didn't he? Yes. Did he go under? Did he fall back in the water? Did he do that? No. He slipped as he landed on the other side. He fell flat and slid forward. That may have knocked him out. Is he moving? Yes, he's getting up. He's on his feet again. He's all right. He's going on. Oh, my, what a relief. Gracious, I hope he doesn't want to do that again. He's more than halfway across, anyhow. All right. And the rest is staying up steady now. I'm hoping the worst is over. You've seen the wisdom of letting him make the attempt, Captain. I doubt if any of your crew will have made that jump safely. You're right, Northrop. Peter, you and I could have done it. But get your glasses back on the pelican again. See what's going on. Most of the men are crowding back to the rail to watch Jack. They've done about all they can to make ready for a breacher's boy. Captain Hand is back on the bridge with his glasses same on Jack. It's about giving up trying to fight the fire. They will as well. If Jack reaches them safely, we'll have all of them off in half an hour. Captain Hey, McGregor. How are the men coming? We've finished, sir. The breaches boy is ready for the hog on the ropes to be started across. Good. Bring him here, then, so we'll have them ready. I've got them, sir. I'll pass one to the end of this white line, if you want. Go ahead and tell the men to stand by on deck. I will. I couldn't tell them to go below for Christ. They're too anxious to watch the lad making his way across the ice. I gave him permission to line up along the rail, if you don't mind. Of course I don't mind. It's a thing worth watching, and I wouldn't begrudge it to anyone. He's out of sight again. I'm saying, the line's not going out as smoothly as it was. It slides out fast for a few seconds, and then stops. He's feeling the drag of it that way. He's fallen on it with his hands to ease the pull of his weight. He must be getting dreadfully tired. Oh, I do wish we could keep him in sight. The farther away he gets, the easier the men on the pelican can see him. And they're watching every move he makes. There he is. I can see him again. But is something wrong? I can't make him out clearly anymore, but... He seems to be bobbing up and down. Yeah. And the rope stopped moving. Get your glasses on him, Northrop. Oh, what is it? I believe he's waving again. No, he's not. He's got his arms out to keep his balance. I know what's happened. He's going across a thin sheet of ice that's loose from the rest. It's giving a little under his weight. Oh, my. Gee, will he make it, do you think? Yes, it's holding him. If he doesn't have another gap to jump across, he'll be all right. Watch him close. I will. He's steady again now. I believe he's stepped over on the firm ice. Yes, he has. Yep. There goes a strong pull on the line. That was one of those treacherous places I was worried about. Oh, my, it's one thing after another. The worst is over, Mrs. Northrup. I think you needn't worry, no. But he still has quite a ways to go. Only 20 yards or so. Aye, if anything happens to him now, the men on the pelican will go to his rescue. I don't believe he'll have any more trouble. The ice looks firm and unbroken the rest of the oh, way. Oh, good. Then we'll soon have the breaches boy working. That we will. But say, I've never seen a breaches boy in action. The both the cable give... I mean, the men will drag on the ice part of the way. That won't matter. We'll not pull them fast enough to hurt them any. That's nearly there. The men are waving and shouting to him. Captain Hand is coming down from the bridge to join them at the rail. And there goes another red rocket. I suppose they're setting it off to let us know Jack nearly with him. 
Don't they think we're paying any attention to them? I don't believe that's what the rocket means, Billy. Then what are they for? To warn us that the fire is spreading dangerously fast. To let us know we'll have to work the breaches very fast when we get it started. McGregor, have you got that cable fast to the lane? Hey, Captain. I'm greased a lot, too, so she'll quite easy if she hits that off spot. Jack ought to be the first one to come across. I don't believe he will. He'll figure he can come back across the ice if he has to. He's nearly there. He's nearly there. Yes, I do. There's no question but what he'll make it now. And he's going as strong as ever. Look at the pull on that line. Boy, I knew he could do it. He's almost at the pelican side. The men are reaching down to pull him up. That Captain Hand is pushing them aside to be the first one to grab him. Hand's no courage when he sees it, Bagotti. He got him. Jack made it. Hand is lifting him up on deck. Good for him. Boy, you boy, you Good for the log. Hand, give him a cheer. The log's won his way across to the rescue. Let her ring out so he can hear it. With the cables, McGregor. They're pulling the line top. Order to go, Captain. Stand by, man. There goes another red rocket. They want us to hurry. The time may be far shorter than we think. So Jack reaches the Pelican safely at last. But will there be time to rescue Captain Hen and the crew? Be sure to listen in at the same time tomorrow evening to find out what happens next. Have you tried, this is David Owen saying goodbye from Jack Armstrong and the makers of Wheaties. Have you tried Wheaties?